I'm Tanya Rintoul. I'm Christina Bojanowski. And I am Puri Afad, and you're listening to Walk Left, the podcast. And I'm Marty Chidorek. Thanks for joining us. Go Play Producing has a production of Othello coming up. A little bit different as productions of Othello go. I have been led to believe by your promotional materials. Before we get into that, I'd like to talk a bit about Go Play Producing. Tell me a bit about the company. Well, Go Play Producing is a result of me and Sebastian attending the SLIP program for SummerWorks, which is the intensive business program that they have for artists. And uh, while we were attending that program, me and him started talking about how we can have a company that is not a theater company, uh, but at the same time, it's not a dance company or a media company. It's something that allows us to be able to uh, do work that we like, regardless of the form. And uh, that led us to come and talk to Christina, our third partner, and the heart of the company, I should say. And... uh, After talking, we realized that it's actually very doable. And we went back and forth talking to different uh, artistic directors in the city. And we realized we don't, there's really no need for a specific definition so that you can have a platform to give work to the community. That's how we decided to create Go Play Producing as opposed to Go Play Productions. So we've been dabbing our foot in theater. Uh, We're trying to do some development of web series as well as dance and burlesque shows. Uh, around the city. So that's the main reason we have GoPlay, so that we can do everything and anything we want. <laughs> this would be uh, the third theater production that we are uh, doing. We started with a production called Horses at the Window last year. Then we associate produced a project called Anton and Show Business. And now we are uh, doing this one with a bit of a twist. With a bit of a twist. Yeah. So tell me about the, the genesis of the, of the twist. I can start talking about that. Christina approached me this summer with an idea to take Othello and reverse the genders and to explore that and see what happens. And I'm, I'm very interested in the stories that our, our culture is creating and repeating and how we break down the expectations that we have from the stories that we tell. I took up boxing in the summer. Uh, I go to an all-women's boxing gym called Toronto News Girls. It's over near Pape Station, and it's a cisgender and a genderqueer friendly space. So I took up boxing, and it's fantastic. It's a wonderful release. But questions started to to arise for me about female aggression. Um, I feel that I'm told as a female in this society that I need to be agreeable. But I'm also given the message that I I need to be strong and go after what I want. And those those two ideas conflicted and I didn't quite know what to do with them. Well, I'm punching bags and things. Um, I've always loved classical text. I studied at the National Theatre School and we had an excellent classical theatre program there. And Othello strikes me as a perfect story to explore gender dynamics in. The whole play is based around the expectations that we have of each other, the expectations of Othello as a husband and as a man, the expectations of Desdemona as a woman and a wife, and the power dynamics that are involved in that. So you're starting with some pretty potent text. In your process, have you been adjusting the text to fit 
these these gender um, themes? Uh, yes, we have we have done some adjustments. We spent a quite a significant amount of time talking about how we would do that and what decisions we would make. Uh, we've changed the pronouns. We've changed lady as it's referred to men, but we've kept lord as which is now identified as a female, a lord is a female in this world. And we've actually left husband and wife the same. It was important to me that we, we stay at least somewhat conscious of what the original story is, that there are times where we can watch this play and forget the original intention of the genders and of the story. Uh, but I wanted to leave in little reminders, little pieces of of the original to to have a sort of consciousness about it while watching it, while entering into the world. I would say that there are, are things that are coming up in the text that I had expected to come up. There are things that are coming up in the text that I was not at all prepared for. Things like Desdemona as a man having an emotional reaction to a situation that leads to anger because that is where the actor playing Desdemona is inclined to go. Therefore, how do the other actors on stage, Cassio now being a woman who has no lines in a scene where, where normally someone would, would speak up at this reaction, those sort of things we've already started talking about. Those are the sort of things that we've been surprised about in the text that are interesting to us. But I, I think that the, the biggest thing for me in, in watching the rehearsals is at first it was very difficult to allow myself to give the women power, even watching them. That, and, and they struggled with, with having that power themselves. That it still felt like no matter what the men were saying, that they were in charge just because they were men. That's something that at this point in the process we've been able to break through and I'm very excited about that. But I think there's a huge argument about what women are capable of that people will talk about. Because the, the, physical, the physical act of a woman strangling a man is, is questionable. For me, one of the things that I cannot personally wait to see is seeing these ladies. Because during the rehearsal process, what has happened and the, the evolution that they have gone through and where, have, where they have arrived to at this point as uh, all this conversation about this universe that is being created where women are, are in the position of power as opposing to traditionally men and women are speaking these words and, and, and men are loving the way women are loving in Shakespeare. It's, it's a, quite an interesting dynamic that has happened and, and this universe has come together that is... Uh, it's going to be an experience. Even somebody who knows the story, I feel they would watch this and they would have a different feeling about Othello when they leave uh, the theater. I, I hope that that's the case because I think it would be that. It's, a, it's going to be different than every other Othello. Tell me about your experience of working as you know the the one here that is working with the text and mm -hmm. working with a character that is as uh, iconic as Iago mm -hmm. um i've I've played a lot of men before that's sort of my bag uh, I played a lot of boys I started off in musical theater back in Vancouver 
And then in theater school, I played Camillo in Winter's Tale, played Lear in Lear, and both I played both as women. And playing male text in Shakespeare is definitely more active. Uh, the language is more muscular. Uh, it, the weight is on the weight is on me as Yago to build the whole scheme. We ran Act One and Two, and I didn't get to sit down, and I was so exhausted because we're working very physically. Tanya and I both come from a Kwiatkowski background. We both learned from Kara Wells. Um, and as a result, we're doing exercises wherein we, we physicalize the verbs, these actions. So you have a room full of girls shoving each other and demeaning each other. And it's exhausting. But something that I've discovered playing Yago is that Yago has to keep her cards very close to her chest. She can't show what's going on. Of course, I show everything. So we're in a phase now where Tani tells me to put it inside. I was hopping like a frog today. I need to put that malicious glee inside and not move my face. And this is something that I connect with. Um, and I suspect, of course, many men do as well. But as a female in particular, I have to be care very careful about how I move my face sometimes and what impression that I'm giving because I want to seem agreeable because then I'm non-threatening and it's, it's very frustrating. And so Yago has to keep everything inside. She doesn't have the liberty of being able to actually speak her mind and the kind of repression of, of feelings that happens as a result is, is something I'm very familiar with. Um, a challenge that's actually come up playing Yago is that Yago doesn't seem to have much of a conscience or shame. And I do. <laughs> I, very much so. Plenty of both. And I, my sense of shame seems to have been working overdrive as a person lately. So I will go through the actions of Yago on stage. I'll be terrible to my wife, played by man. And I walk off stage and I, Christina, feel dirty. I have to shake it off. And... That's generally the experience of being a man, though, isn't it? <laughs> Every day. I just feel Every dirty. Day. I just, uh, I have interactions with people and I leave feeling dirty. I'm kidding. I'm just... Well, in particular, something that's, that's been a real challenge for me is being, oh, this is terrible, completely naked in my ambition. So when I want that handkerchief from Amelia, not stopping at anything to get it, and that's not something I'm used to, especially in classical text. I'm used to having to find ways to very indirectly get what I want. Whereas Yago is very indirect, but in some scenes, she is not. The way that the dynamics change in a relationship, where that position of power switches, especially using this, this text, knowing that when Shakespeare wrote this, he didn't believe that this was ever going to be spoken by a woman, even as an actress. And now having women doing the, the meaty, I'm not going to say the meatier parts, but the big meaty parts of this particular play where is that Iago does all the things that Iago does, it's, which are some very, uh, it's very heavy decisions, very serious decisions with big consequences. And seeing a woman going through those and then having the male partner trying to keep up at times and at times being that uh, 
voice of conscious or it, it's a it's very uh, rewarding to see that at, like Christina Asiago going to get what she wants from her man in this case and being shameless about it it's uh, you don't get to see that often in most plays especially in work of Shakespeare having a woman have that attitude and have that approach uh, it's yeah as I keep coming back this, these, these relationships is the main reason I cannot personally wait to see the whole thing at the end and it, the ending retains its humanity I haven't seen the full thing yet but I hear parts of it I hear Desdemona and Amelia preparing preparing Desdemona for bed and listening to it and knowing where it's going to go it strikes me that it, it is very tragic. It's the worst possible ending to domestic abuse. And that's something that hasn't, hasn't particularly changed in 400 years. It's still tragic and terrible to see someone who loves their partner very much in a slightly unwise, not slightly, in an unwise manner, kill them. And to see that domestic struggle in a modern context between between two two actors, two contemporary actors, is very powerful and it's still very upsetting. I just wanted to speak to um, some of the experiences that the men have brought up in rehearsal because I found mm. that very interesting as well because for them, um, our Desdemona just played Romeo this summer. And Desdemona is the lead female role <laughs> in in the show and he's used to playing a lead male role in a show and he he after the first read through it hit him that he had very little to do <laughs> ultimately that he and and grappling with that and connecting with that and understanding what it felt like to not be able to speak up and to not be called to action was was something that that we talked about ever since really and and all three of the men are are experiencing this this feeling of that I should be why am I not and and having to hold back all of their impulses that that they usually have in a rehearsal process encouraged to have I would say that Amelia is the character who most most has the opportunity to speak her mind at least by the end of the play to fight for something to defend himself and the people that he cares about. But that's not something that the other the other males are, are able to experience this time around, and I think that's been been very eye-opening for them. The casting process was very interesting because we met with so many fantastic women who were so thrilled and excited by what we were doing and so desperately wanted to be a part of it and it was this was the hardest show that I've ever cast I I made decisions that I didn't want to make I I there were so many people who who I wanted to include in the production not only for their skill as an actor but for their passion and insight into what we were trying to do mm -hmm. and that really inspired me going into the process I felt like what we were doing was not only important to me and to Christina and Poria, but to 
to all these women. <laughs> and there was one of one of the girls who I did end up casting mentioned that a male friend of hers had heard about the auditions. And then when he realized that there were only three male parts, he decided not to audition. <laughs> and that is the world we live in. And that is, and that is a shame. Um, I think the men who are in this production are incredible and they are going on a journey that supports supports women i mean supports what the world can be and and they care a lot about that and they have a lot to say about that and that is exciting because it's easy for a group of women to get together and say hey what about what about this? What about this perspective that, that we have? But it's another thing for men to jump on board with that and say that that they want to see that happen too. And they want to understand the other side of the coin as well. That they're taking that that journey and and asking just as many questions and challenging themselves and each other just as much. It's just in a completely different way. And that's what's so exciting for me to go from working with with women on aggression and the impulse to fight each other, which they've gotten really good at. <laughs> incredibly exciting. Um, and then and then to work with the men on I want to understand how men are in tune with one another, how they how they connect when they're alone and understand what the other is going through. Because I understand that on a female level, I understand the intuition I have about my female friends. And what are the ways that men have that? Those are the types of things that, that I wanted to discover. I think that we're getting cl closer. I think we're trying to get closer to equality in our society. And I think modern theater is becoming a reflection of that. But I think by completely shifting the balance, we're able to see where the holes are by saying, okay, now it's the complete polar opposite. How do, we, how do we then find the middle ground by looking at something from the opposite perspective? I hope to bring the perspective closer to a central place. When we first started auditioning, and also the first couple times I read some Yago scenes, I realized that I was reading them semi as a man. I was interacting with Rodrigo in this strange, chummy, macho way. And it took a moment for me to stop and go, how would I deal with a girlfriend in this situation? My tactics completely changed. My voice changed. Uh, and I got much closer to an authentic, true interpretation of what these actions are. Uh, part of what I'm interested in is if you take the same actions of the character, they're written, the same actions stack up to the same story, Othello. However, do my judgments of a character and their actions change when we flip it on the axis of gender? I think they do. I'm also interested in when they don't. Yes. And that, that is very exciting to me as well. When mm -hmm. we look at a scene that so easily translates and go, okay, well... There's something that just flipped without any flags of, whoa, what? 
And those are the most exciting to me mm-hmm. because those are the places where we can really understand each other in our world. And then the places, like I was talking about earlier with the Desdemona and Cassio's silence, that are interesting and those are the things that I expect people to be talking about. The, the, the places that are a little bit The equation breaks. Odd, yes. Yeah. And I think that there, that there are a lot more surprises about what works than I was even expecting about what instantly translates. And I think a lot of that came from the physical work that we were doing that the way people started to interact when when faced with a physical need from the other person, that we stopped thinking about, well, how would Iago do this? What am I allowed to do? Yes. What permission do I need in order to, to go forward in this direction? And taking that all away has, has caused a lot of surprises. We've talked a lot about Desdemona as a man, as someone who just hasn't been taught to fight. What happens when you aren't taught to speak up, when you aren't taught to fight, when you aren't taught to take control of a situation? And that that can be real regardless of your gender. We've had to teach the women to be fighters and the men to hold back. And that's actually pretty simple at the end of the day when I step back and look at it. It's not this crazy, complicated psychological breakdown. It's just, hey, you're allowed to do this, and hey, you don't have to do that. And it's that simple. There's something that I want to throw out that I don't know if you'll use. But sure. That, well, and, and talking about, about gender and, and how we, what our perception of it is. I, I always come back to the fact that How I Met Your Mother is probably the most popular show on television, or at least was for a very long time. And (laughs) you're not going to use this. I'm really curious where you're going. I'm really curious where you're going. Well, that is a show that at least once, at the very least once in every single scene, puts down women and their value. And this is the show that 90% of people are watching. And I find that very interesting because that says to me that there isn't enough awareness. We all talk about the consciousness of equality and female empowerment. At least I hear a lot about it, but I don't see it happening. And I don't see it happening mostly in our media and in our storytelling and even always in our, in our theaters. And I always come back to that show because I've watched it enough times to to see that this is the way that we are saying it's okay to talk about each other. Systemic. Yeah. Systemic. And that a, a man can say whatever he wants and a woman can say whatever she wants, but, but that's not what we're being shown. And I have a lot of questions about that. And So do you, do you think this production is asking some of those questions? Yes. And I... I think the most the most important thing for me is that we're not just talking. This interview right now is not just a conversation. It's about something that is actually going to be seen. Because there are so many conversations. You turn on the radio, the news, Facebook. People are talking about these things. But I'm not seeing 
the movies or the plays or the TV shows anywhere. And I think that's, that's part of why this project is so important to me because I think that it needs to be put out there so people can start being more comfortable with, with how we work together in this world and allowing people to be capable of what they're capable of as human beings and not as men and women. That's so incredibly true. For me personally, when first uh, Christina talked to me about the project, first thing that went through my head, well, I had two thoughts. As an actor, I thought, oh my God, I wanna, I wanna act in this show. And then as a producer, I thought, God, I really hope this is not another misguided, uh, trying to, to, to do some sort, give some sort of feminist message that is uh, really not being realized in the actual work. That was the thought that I had right away as a producer. My thought, oh God, there's so much potential for this to go horribly wrong. Right, there's the risk of it turning into a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, as I talked to Tanya and as, as I talked to my partners, Christina specifically, uh, I realized uh, that it's a risk that is worth taking. We, we, have to, we have to take it in order to find out what could happen. Otherwise, well, there's plenty of Othello's being done every year. And, and this one could have a potential of creating these dialogues at the same time showing what could be as opposing to, yes, general media news says, no, this has to happen, women needs to do, have this, need to have that. But at the end of the day, as Tanya said, when you come and show an entertainment piece of work, which has more effect than news segments does, and you portray women in that way, well, you're not going to be able to, to go any further than where you are right now, at least not at a speed that you, sh- you could be going. So let's put, let's show uh, the, the different sides and let's switch it on its head and, and see what comes of it. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be a very... I hate, I hate using this word, but it's going to be very interesting to watch, especially for men, because when you, when you watch it, I, when I sit in rehearsals, there are moments that I'm like, no, a man would never let that happen. Hmm. A man would never let that happen. And then they do it again, and they do it the third time, and I see it two days later, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It is happening. It could happen. It's the matter of, as Tanya said earlier, it's a matter of, what if you never knew when you were growing up that you had to fight as a man. You had to be strong and tough and this and that. And as a woman, you needed to be all those. What happens if that's how it's the nature versus uh, nurture versus nature and all of that? What happens if you are, this this is the way things are. And let's try to see how that works out. I don't, I don't even, I, I support women's empowerment, of course, but we keep telling women that they can do all of these things while simultaneously telling them that they can't. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's most confusing, that if we're going to be sending a message, then, then just send the message. <laughs> it's, um, that it's so much more than just like, 
hey, let's all band together as women and, and this is how it should be. Let's be the leaders of the future. Okay. But we actually have to believe that that's possible. And I don't think we do. And I think it's because of how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to say, at the end of the day, the story is still being told. At the end of the yes. day, it's not about, yeah, let me show you what women can do. It's about watching the story unfold in front of you in a way that hopefully will have you not looking at your watch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, being genuinely engaged to what is happening in front of you. And it's, it's interesting that it is Shakespeare because it takes a second for a modern audience to tune into that world. Mm -hmm. And I hope that it takes just as long for them to tune into the world of a female Othello. That, that it isn't, it, it's that same, like, oh, right, this isn't the language that I hear when I walk down the street, but now I'm, now I'm there, now I'm in that. And I hope that the same thing happens with, with the world that we're creating with these women. Othello, November 20th to 24th at Zuki Studio, 1581 DuPont. That's just uh, west of Lansdowne. And you guys have an Indiegogo campaign going right now as well. So if you like what you hear, listener, hello, listener. We, it's been so long since we've spoken. Um, you can check that out as well. All the links will be up on uh, the Walk Left webpage. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have an upcoming Toronto-based performing arts project or production, I want to talk to you about it. Visit walkleft.ca.